What is up? It's Dallas. Welcome back to the Social Skills for Dummies podcast. And today I want to share you share with you some of the wisdoms and you know things I'm putting in practice and continue on that's working for day two. Again, this is a 30-day challenge. We're going to 90 days. And so there's 60 days left in the challenge. Well, really, um, 58 days after today, seeing that this is day 32. Um, and essentially with this challenge is 60 days, I'm implementing and teaching all the habits that you need to essentially become your best, most extroverted, most socially savvy self. You know, if you want to be super persuasive, you want to talk and not, you know, get nervous and lock up and not know what to say, uh, this, this 60 day challenge will, you know, it'll expose to you some of the exercises and habits that you need to put in place as I experiment with them to bring myself back to peak condition, um, to be that person because, being sociable isn't a matter of growing up extroverted. This isn't a matter of practicing over and over and over again. It's essentially a matter of doing less. Essentially a matter of removing the things that are stopping you from being that person. You're that person all the time around your friends and people you trust, people you're close with. But around strangers, you're not that person. You can't crack jokes and talk the same way. There's a block that's stopping you from being that person. You remove the block and you're that person all the time. So, you know, this next 58 days is going to teach you if you listen along the habits really there's only a few that you can implement to remove the block at all times okay so this is day two of that um again at the end of the 60 days i'll release officially the seven habits that you need to implement at www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits you can implement these habits to actually unlock your true extroverted self without being a high value man and making 100k and all this crazy stuff that people want you to do nowadays and buying the t-shirt and you know, they want you to do extremely crazy stuff for you deserve to be social. But, you know, it's really a simple process. You know, the old school way was that you only really had to do one or two things that you can do for the comfort of your house. A few habits that you have to do every day to really unlock your social mind. And so that's what I'm teaching. So um, I'm going to talk about that. So at the end of the 60 days, you'll be able to uh, actually, you know, get the seven habits. But if you want, you know, to learn in advance, if you want to learn beforehand, you know, you can actually book a one on one coaching session with me. Um, you know, I only have two slots open every week. You know, um, there's a slot for Tuesday and there's a slot for Wednesday. You know, you can go to the link in the description if you want, you know, one-on-one coaching. It's not crazy expensive. And when you book one-on-one coaching for me, what you do, what you also get is access for free because it's not really completely fleshed out yet to a program I had called 20, have called 29 day natural. And essentially with 29 day natural, the 29 day natural program is we take the live coaching call that we do. And for the next 30 days, the next 29 days, I call you and essentially help you implement the practices that you learned on the coaching call to guarantee that you change. Okay. And so if you're interested in that, you know, book a free coaching call with me. Well, not a free coaching call. Book a coaching call with me and get the 29-day natural experience for free. I'll call you week by week. You'll be in a group. We'll follow up and we'll help you implement the ha- habits. We'll give you resources and crazy things like that to actually follow through with it. Um, so the link for that will be in the description. Otherwise, you can wait the 60 days and, you know, enjoy the seven habits. Um, so uh, to get into this episode, I was talking to my homie the other day and you know, my homie, uh, Joey, we were at the studio together because that's my main passion. I really love to make music. Um, but we were talking in the studio and he was just, you know, saying like, man, like sometimes, you know, I'll put things off. You know, I want I want to do things, but I'll put them off. Well, I, not that I necessarily want to do things, but I know I have to get things done. And a week will go by and two weeks go by and three weeks go by and I'll not have those things done. And it's crazy that though I'm supposed to be supposed to be more driven to do these things because pressure makes diamond. I feel more bad. I feel more guilty that I'm not getting these things done. 
um, every day that passes by. For some reason, I just don't have the energy to do them. And, you know, that came actually at the end of a long conversation uh, that we were talking about, you know, the world and celebrities in our own personal lives. You know, we started the conversation talking about, you know, the things that we're going on going to do. You know, the, you know, having that dog in you and the people that have those dog, that dog in them, people like Kobe Bryant, people who are like successful uh, in their field, people who are at the top of their game and also the people that we know. And, you know, the, the gist of the conversation, you know, from his end and from from my end from part two was that pressure makes diamonds, you know, um, you know, these, you know, feeling these these negative feelings, you know, this feeling of of, you know, we started this conversation. I, w- I want to give a little more background. Actually, we started this conversation because you know, for both of us in January, we met at the studio almost every week and we were on top of the world. Um, he does podcasting. I do music, and you know, as well as a little podcasting, obviously. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, we were both essentially talking about how the last, you know, the, we were on top of the world in January, but the months of February, February um, were kind of months we slacked off and kind of the months where we were kind of down and, you know, slacking off you know, actually led to us having these negative emotions, having these bad feelings, you know, feeling guilt or shame or, or, you know, feeling, uh, like I wasn't living up to my potential. Like I was slacking off. Like I wasn't being the person that I know I could be, um, by not doing the things that I know I can do. Um, we were essentially sharing, you know, our experiences with February cause we both kind of fell off in February. Um, you know, and, uh, my commentary on the February thing was that or on, on the highest that we took in February was that, you know, I kind of learned like it was about the first episode of this podcast, you know, that you kind of got to let go, you know, of of your desire to your desire uh, to get things done. You know, your your need to get things done, essentially, you know, this feeling that you're you know, this feeling coming from a place of not having, you know, that, OK, I'm not going to be. Or I don't feel complete or I don't feel whole unless I get a perf- you know, set of tasks done. You know, my commentary on it was that, you know, you kind of got to, you know, just 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 be at peace with what is, you know. Uh, and that's not to say slack, but whether the work gets done or not, really not feel too much about it. Just always have intent on getting the work done. Always move to get the work done. But don't have your emotions like let go of the process release. Don't have your emotions be dependent on that process, you know, and in that way, if your emotions are dependent on the process, you know, you'll be you know hard pressed to actually get the process done because you'll burn yourself down, you know, um, feeling the emotions associated with it. You know, I was telling him about uh, a recent episode. Um, well, not recent. Last year, I saw a video from someone that I look up to called, you know, named Owen Cook. His person I learned from in terms of social skills. And one of the things Owen Cook would talk about, talk, talk about in that pot, uh, that YouTube video was that, you know, there are three types of people, essentially. You know, there's the derper who doesn't do anything, the drifter, as they call it in the book, outwitting the devil, the drifter who essentially just flows through life without a real opinion or a real strategy or a real desire to get anything done. And the next type of person is the executor. Uh, and what the executor does is the executor just ruthlessly executes, you know, um, but they're, they execute from a place of urgency. They execute from a place of not having. They execute because they feel like they want to get somewhere uh, in, you know, for the purpose of escaping where they are and who they are, they want to advance and become something better because there's no appreciation for what they are right now. And then the third, you know, there's there's another chair also, and he calls it like I don't remember what he calls it, but it's pre- basically the person that's like the spiritual person, the person that just sits around and meditates all day and they get nothing done. Um, but the last person he talked about 
what's called the transcendental executor. And what the transcendental executor has as an advantage over the executor is the executor will burn itself out eventually emotionally because the way they face their careers, the race they face their goals, the race they face their passion, um, they're essentially drawing off of dark energy. They're drawing off of trauma energy. You know, it's this is really the first half of the first quarter of my life. Oh, I have to get here so my family will think something of me. I have to think here, get here so my family will be proud of me. I'll feel guilty. I feel like I'm living, like I'm letting people down. People are disappointing me if I don't. You know, you're coming from a place of not having. You're coming from a place of being attached to a result. I have to get this or it won't work. And I came from that as a wrestler. And I didn't accomplish much as a wrestler. I was a great wrestler, but I could have went further. I was a superstar in practice, but I was just a good wrestler on the mat. Because on the mat, all my trauma and attachment came out. You probably already see the writing on the wall of where this episode is kind of going, you know, um, you know, and, and so as a wrestler, I really I really could have been more than I was, you know, um, and so I was kind of just, you know, um, you know, as an executor, you want to get things, but you're joining on the wrong source. And so it's never sustainable. And you'll take these long hiatuses because you're grabbing with a death grip on you know your savior which is your passion you just like the album to pimp a butterfly you're trying to pimp the butterfly for a result um and so what the transcendental executor does is they work from intent they don't want you know they don't need they just work from intent they work from a place of willingness um and there's no you know dependence on the outcome it's really a love for the process yes it's intent to an outcome you're going somewhere but really it's a focus and love on the process and the results that it has for other people as well. It's not this ego gratification at the end of the rainbow. And when you don't have the ego gratification, you don't burn yourself down with, you know, persona fatigue. There are three fatigues he talks about. Also, I'm not going to cover it too, too in depth, but it's like, um, I, I wrote it down in my notes. Let me look at it just to be thorough in this episode is willpower fatigue. Uh, there's persona fatigue and self-judgment fatigue you don't really run into these fatigues and you can kind of go on forever it's almost like operating from an entirely different space instead of operating from trauma in the lower levels of energy like guilt shame fear anger pride operating from a completely different end of the spectrum um you know like love joy contentment peace um for the world for other people as well as for yourself um you kind of can go way further way longer because you're not burning off the wrong type of fuel you know just changing the energy of the same thing in life has always yielded different results like you know protest you know the protest of the past versus the peaceful protest of martin luther king or the peaceful protest of, of gandhi versus protests in different eras from violence you know they've all you can see the history of the reactions that each ones have garnered and so you know um you know that's essentially what we were talking about you know uh and, and you know he was kind of telling me like you know I, I i still i find trouble with that sometimes you know i think there's a value in in operating from the these emotions you know these lower emotions um and i kind of met him halfway i was like yeah for some people you know you haven't progressed enough in life to actually you know use the sail of your ship and so you're using the oars you know and so you're 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 using you know force instead of power you know you can you can only have you like you have to rely on that dog because where that's where you are in life you have to rely on your pride you have to rely on your shame you have to rely on your, your guilt and this this motif is like even throughout like all of like 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 media and, and culture too like with dbz like dragon ball z you know vegeta and the same pride and how it's always limited him and it kept him second place uh to goku and different things like that um you know um so it's it's completely the wrong fuel i was listening also to owen cook recently he described it this way you know um think about it like 
you know, uh, Star Wars, you know, the Sith versus the Jedi, when you go to the dark side of the force and you are operating for these emotions, pride, guilt, vanity, you know, the need for security, the need for dominance. You're coming from this place of not having um, look how it, it, it burns them out. It ages them like the media the moment you join the dark side of force, you, you age horribly. You get these yellow eyes, you like your skin, your body, and you can't trust your friends. Like all your bridges are begin to burn. Um, and you kind of trap yourself in this, this corner where people don't even love you anymore. They just fear you. They're just around you from obligation and necessity. Um, and I think that's a true metaphor for life. You know, uh, for many of my, a lot of my life, I was trapped into the wrong source. Uh, I was trapped, tapped into the wrong energy when I was proceeding forward with my task. And so, you know, there was a need for, for these different things at the end of the rainbow and it burnt me out every single time. Um, and so, you know, instead these days I try to work from a sense of inspiration. I try to work from a sense of love. I try to work from a sense of joy for the process, you know, for people, for the world, a love and gratitude for everything as is. And this is just contributing to what is that is already beautiful. You know, it's not a need for it to make an impact or a big splash or any of these things. Like, you know, what you own, as I spoke in the first episode, owns you. And so there's no need for ownership of a result or anything like that. You know, it's just us as a collective sharing with us. Um, and so I know this is a super spiritual episode, but it all comes full circle in the fact that you can be a superstar. Um in practice but not on the map because these blocks are holding you up and a lot of it is about where you're drawing inspiration from and so you know for day two one of the things that i want to say is look at where like like with everything you do you know um first off release comes primary primary but with with what it is you do like look at where is you, you have to extensively audit and explore in your life and in your mind write it down if that helps where are your desires coming from the era of life, what era of life spawned the habits that you own today? That's one of the things I've been looking at the most. What era in my life spawned the habits that I have? Audit throughout your life currently what it is that you're doing and think to yourself for each thing. Why it is that you do that? One of the things I haven't noticed in life is I get off the train from work every day at like probably, you know, in the middle of the night, probably 4 a.m. just about. Um, and one of the things I notice about life in the middle of the night is life in the middle of the night is surprisingly routine. I always thought of it as more miscellaneous, you know, more chaotic, you know, but, you know, I'll get off the train or get on the train rather and it'd be the same cast every day and we'll take the same routes every day. And the person when I get off the train walking down the left side of the street is the same person every day. And a security guard in the subway sitting like, you know, by the by the turnstile, I guess you call it. I don't know what you call it. It's the same person every day. And he's sitting in the same pose, drinking the same things. Um, and I get on the scooter and go home every day the same way. And the elevator is always at the lowest floor every day because my neighbor every day goes to work at the same time. He's the only person that wakes up at his time. Life is surprising routine. We live it as if we're stuck on train tracks in the destinations and the habits that lead to those destinations, who we are as a result, are completely fixed things when that's not the truth at all. And so what made you take that route that you're on? What made you want that thing that you want? You know, why are you grabbing on it so desperately? Was there a point in your life where it was a necessity, where you needed it to survive, where you needed it for your pride, where you needed it for, for to, to feel completeness for who you are? Explore what led to who you are and the habits that you carry today. Why you're sliding on those train tracks to set the way that you are. And when you identify those things, think about, you know, the history that led to that era. What is the emotional base that made you feel that that, that made you enter the era? What was the event? Focus on that event. 
when you think about that event, focus on the sensations that happen in your body. And then focus on the event, the sensations without the narrative, without the event. And then focus, can you know, then focus on back to the event. You know, focus on, I, I don't know exactly how to do this. It is this kind of release meditation, but you focus on these things, you know, the event, you know, the sensations. And then you ask yourself, well, first, first, I think you noticed the, you know, I'm kind of flubbing this episode because I don't remember exactly what it is I was instructed to do um, or how, you know, how exactly I enacted because I listen to the audiobook levels of energy when I do this meditation usually to release the things that are under surface of me. Um, and so I don't know how to do exactly off the head, but I, if I remember the process correctly, you focus on the thing, then you notice the sensations in your body and you focus on the sensations. And you notice how the sensations kind of lack power without the narrative, especially when it comes to things like craving the end result. Like, let's say you have an urge to masturbate or something like that. You know, focus on the sensations in your body without the narrative by themselves. And just notice the sensations. Notice how ludicrous they are. Notice how detached from reality they are. Notice how they die away without the narrative feeling them. And then you focus on the end result that you want. You focus on the feelings that you think you'll have. Then you focus on, okay, if I, you know, because I felt this way in the past, I feel out if I get to point B from point A, I'll feel gratified. And then ask yourself, can you feel that gratification without, you know, the end result? Feel and focus on the happiness and the joy and the completeness in your body right here, right now. Release that end result. Feel as if you already had it in, in the moment and then release it. Let it all go and just experience what's here right now. What's in front of you? What is life? Because really, you know, getting rich or getting to the end result or getting this is just a change in sensory information, you know, that's already present. You know, um, you know, is a warm hole on your, you know, on your junk, you know, is as is that the end all be all of life? You know, how different is that from some of the other things that you experienced just today? Is that really the end result? You know, having a, a, a comfortable bed, is it that much in terms of sensory information different than the bed you're laying on you know uh, an ocean breeze on a balcony is that that much different than sitting on the coastline can you enjoy sitting on the coastline can you enjoy laying in bed like what is really the differentiated differentiating factors from where you are and where you want to be other than the minute details and the templates that are in front of you feel it all as it is right now now, this episode kind of went down like an unorthodox pathway. I started these episodes I do them off the cuff. I'm not expecting, I'm not kind of predicting where they're going to go. I just kind of set a general path and I just start talking. But, it, you know, kind of follow that exercise and see what it does for you. The point that I'm bringing this episode is look at what you're drawing on and why you're drawing on it. And then adjust your sails. Let go and really move from your love and inspiration and from what it is right now. Enjoy the process that's happening in front of you, man. Um, that's what I've been doing for day two. And, you know, it's been a really great time. You know, today, you know, I kind of started a little slow today. Um, I don't know why I'm kind of bored. I'm, I've been home all day. Uh, I slept in late, um, and things like that. And I haven't got a lot of stuff. I haven't got anything done. So that's kind of weighing on me, but overall, it's been a really nice day, you know, and I think after this podcast, it will continue to get nicer. Um, having a bad day or start to a bad day having a slow start today that is what it is too you know just experience everything for what it is and just go on with it 
Um, and so the way this applies to your social self is that, you know, you can be a superstar in practice and bad on the mat because of these blockages. And a lot of it is caused from, you know, like I said, what you're drawing on, where you're drawing from. And when you audit what you're drawing from and replace it with more healthy things, when you have a love for what's in front of you, when you have a love for the process, then suddenly, you know, you, you, you're able to remove the safeguards because one, you're in the moment, you're not predicting what's going to happen. You know, you're not telling, you know, you're foreseeing getting, getting hit if you're in a fight, so you're not putting your guard up. Um, and secondly, you know, um, the fear and all the things that's crippling you, it kind of dissipates and you're left with an, you know, an ease about you that can train, you know, that, that can translate to what it is, you know, um, it can translate from the mat, you know, from the practice room to the mat, you know, because in your mind, you know, really you realize there's no difference. All the differences are illusions that you create yourself. So with that being said, I've spoken a lot in this episode, but again, we're doing coaching. If you don't want to wait the 90 days, you know, and you want to learn, you know, how to knock your natural extrovert right now so that you don't stumble in conversations or freeze up or not know what to say or feel bad or feel like, you know, you know, just like you suck or anything like that. If you want to be masterfully socially, if you want to talk and express yourself freely and have people love that and enjoy that and build a social life around that without making a hundred K or all this ridiculous high value stuff, we have the coaching sessions available for available for you. Like I said, it's two every week, Tuesday and Wednesday, one per day. I schedule it one per day so I can really actually dive deep in each coaching call. They'll go as long as we need them to. Um, to actually get you, you know, kicked off, you know, uh, get you off the ground. And um, so there'll be one per day. Um, you can't book them un- un- until like it's like a week out. And so when this Tuesday comes, you'll be able to book for next Tuesday. When this Wednesday comes, you'll be able to book for next Wednesday. You can only book them a week in advance. Uh, and it's only two slots per week, Tuesday and Wednesday. So if you're interested, you want to take a coaching call with me. Uh, I've done many in the past before um, and people have really, really loved them. I read on the podcast before some of the commentary that people said, maybe at the end of the podcast, so uh, said about the coaching calls I've done. Um, and when you book a coaching session with me one on one, you get access to the 29 day natural for free. And it's essentially a program that takes the coaching call and expands it for four weeks. And we work with you, not just, you know, you get a bunch of data in the coaching call, you do it yourself, but we work with you, hand, you know, step by step, you know, take your hand, call you every week give you homework assignments and make sure you implement what we learn in the coach coaching call. So then 29 days, um, socializing, being yourself, your unique energy signature, exploring your true light is a natural process for you. So you get that for free when you take one of the coaching calls, but the coaching calls again are limited. Okay. So they're only Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Okay. Uh, they're not crazy costly. They're not crazy expensive, especially when you get a 30 day program attached to it to make sure that you get the result. If you don't get the th- your result in the 29 days, I'll continue to work for you for the next work with you um, as long as it takes. Well, really to let's say to the end of this year, I don't know what I'm going to do. yet. I'm, all, everything's off the cuff with me to the end of the year until you get the result that you need. And so with that being said, uh, I see you in the next episode. Uh, go and take the coaching call with me. I look forward to hearing from you. Uh, also, www.socialskillsfordummies.com slash seven habits in 58 days. You'll be able to get the seven habits there for free. So. If you want to look forward to that, well, yeah, if you look forward to that, you know, um, go on and do that. So, uh, yeah, that's all you have to say. Thank you so much for listening. See you in the next one.